Episode 70 of the Pilot the Pilot podcast takes off now. Aviation as pilots, we do take a risk, and that risk sometimes comes fatal, and we have lost one of our own. We've lost a part of the aviation community. We lost Francesca Norris and her student in a plane crash in Texas, and International Society of Women Airline Pilots are having a scholarship fund for her. They have raised almost $23,255, and that is almost enough for five scholarships in Francesca's name. So please consider going to iswap.org and donating today. That's iswap.org. All right. Hello, my name is Christina Brown. I'm a corporate flight attendant and I am the founder of the Aviation Wellness Community, Aviation Wellness Movement. What is going on, Aviation Nation, and welcome back to the Pilot to Pilot podcast. My name is Justin and I'm your host. Today is episode number 70 featuring Christina Brown. Christina Brown is a corporate flight attendant. She's also the creator of Aviation Wellness Facebook group. I believe there should be an Instagram page as well, but I'm not too sure. That should be in the works as we speak. Aviation, this is an important episode. This is something that we all need to talk about, that we all need to bring more awareness to is aviation wellness. This can go from mental health to physical health to spiritual health to any kind of health just to make sure that you are the best version of yourself at all times. Aviation, it was a good conversation. We talked about a lot of great stuff. We talked about a lot about Christina's story, how she went from being a yacht stewardess to going to be a corporate flight attendant and how she was able to switch careers there. And we also just talk about taboo about mental health and how being a pilot and having mental health issues or just health issues is kind of frowned upon and it is not talked about very well and very well received. And it's just something that we all need to talk about. Like I said earlier, Aviation, I'm excited about this episode. I hope you are too. Like I said, this is episode number 70 unbelievable that we've had 70 episodes and here we are i'm so thankful for you guys listening to these episodes and if you like the episode and the podcast and you haven't left a review yet please leave us a review on itunes you can check us out on patreon patreon.com slash pilot the pilot there's a new reward tier there's gonna be live streams i'm gonna try to do live streams for all patreon members for five dollars and up every single week whether i'm on the road whether i'm at home no matter what i'm gonna try to do it every single week i think that'll be a really cool way to reach out and talk to everyone so i'm looking forward to that and guys and girls i just want to let you go ahead and know that i'm excited about this episode and without any further ado here's christina brown christina what is going on thank you for coming on the pilot the pilot podcast hi thank you no problem and this is kind of crazy because you actually met my dad before we even had any idea who each other was yes we did it was so random that's so funny were you on one of his flights how did that whole meeting start I was supposed to be, yeah. I was stuck. I was on a layover in Charlotte and trying to get on my flight. And it was in a broken down part of the airport that was under construction and none of the monitors were working and nobody knew what gate they were supposed to be at. And so I'm very familiar with pilots. I love pilots. I have <laughs> four pilots in my family. And so I saw your dad, who ended up being your dad, so and funny. I said, hey, is this, are you going to LA? Like, are you, are you flying this plane? <laughs> And I immediately knew that I could talk to him. He was super receptive and friendly. And um, and we just started talking. And I, uh, for some reason, I just immediately started talking about what I'm trying to do with my life because <laughs> I just talk a lot. <laughs> That's and he's hilarious. like, you need to talk to my son because y'all have similar ideas. That's really funny. Yeah, he messaged me immediately. And he was like, hey, you got to talk to this girl, Christina. And he usually gives me a bunch of like people to recommend for the podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, sure, dad. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but this one I actually reached out and followed up on. So here we are. Oh, wow. 
Wow. I'm so honored. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> Thanks, dad. Yeah. So he's shooting like a one out of 10 right now. So 10%. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. Pops need to step his game up. But uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and get started a little bit. Um, so you are a corporate flight attendant. And the first question I ask, I usually interview most pilots. We talked about earlier before that I yeah. interviewed one other flight attendant and it was flight attendant Joe. And he is hilarious. <laughs> Love that guy. And you said you didn't know about him. So you're going to go check out his books and <laughs> check yes, him out after I this. Yeah, need to meet him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you will love him. He's a great guy. But uh, the first thing I want to know is just kind of like why aviation? What was the, uh, what made you want to get into aviation and be a corporate flight attendant? Cool. Good question. Um, actually I had no interest, (laughs) but (laughs) my, like I said, my dad is an airline pilot. So I've been flying since like, since I was a baby, I'm very familiar. I'm very comfortable in the aviation world. And I've always just kind of been open to wherever life is going to take me. I never, I mean, which is how I see it now. Beforehand, I used to understand that I had no direction. (laughs) (laughs) So now I understand I've just been open and I've gone from job to job, but they started in like a higher clientele type of job and Mm -hmm. then customer service and then hospitality. And eventually I was working as a private yacht stewardess. That's cool. Um, and as, yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> a lot of work. Yeah. And as I was doing that, uh, someone approached me and said, you know, you could do exactly what you're doing on yachts, but on private jets and make a lot more money and go to cooler places. Done. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, here's my buddy's phone number. Tell him I told you to call. And, um, and I did that. I called up, called up this guy. Turns out he was the CEO of a charter company. No big deal. And I said, yeah, no big deal. (laughs) I was like, um, your friend told me to hire, told me to tell you to hire me. So (laughs) (laughs) when do Um, I start? Yeah, really. So he graciously gave me an interview and gave me a test flight and I was hooked. He gave you a test flight. What did the test flight involve? The test flight was like um, an initial flight on a charter that didn't require a flight attendant. So there was no pressure, but I was able to go on as a flight attendant and serve them. It was two dudes, um, an hour flight to Chico. And it was, yeah, it was super easy. I pretty much served them like Diet Coke and Cheetos, like a commercial flight. Yeah. And um, they, at one point they were like, calm down. You're trying too hard. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. But I was so, I don't know. I was so enamored like the, that they allowed me to be on this private jet. I was like, wait, you're going to pay me to be here today. And then we had a layover and I love the little FBO. It was so cute. They're just the couches and like the camaraderie between me and the pilots and knowing that we're like this team unit and (laughs) we got this huge, awesome machine that we're about to go handle. Like I just loved it. (laughs) That's awesome. What would you say is more kind of luxurious to be like on a private yacht or to be on a private plane? Which one's kind of cooler? Mm, that's a good question because they're, they're very different animals. Yeah. Um, it's a very different mentality and a different atmosphere because on the yacht, the yacht is the destination. Mm-hmm. It, the yacht is the party. So people are a lot crazier, a lot l- more loose and crew is a, a stewardess, a deckhand, a captain, an engineer, and we're all barefoot and we're wearing shorts and we've got messy hair and, but then we go inside and we serve with a, 
white linen nap white linen tablecloth and whatnot. So it's a mm-hmm. lot more relaxed. Um, whereas on the jet, you all are buttoned up and you are the vehicle to the destination for the most part. So people are much more well behaved. And in my opinion, there's a higher respect for crew in the aviation industry as opposed to yachting, which I, of course, appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) What, uh, what would you say? Why would you, why would you say that? Why do you think that's true? Why is that true? Um, well, I think my, in my opinion, (laughs) just my opinion, (laughs) the charter, the jet charter is a lot more expensive. Yeah. So the people that are chartering jets are, you're dealing with a different clientele, a different caliber Mm -hmm. of people, and they have different uses for this vehicle, like with the jet, as opposed to the boat, like they're not always just trying to impress their friends. They're actually trying to get somewhere and do some business. So they're like, I need to get the job done. I want to do it in with style and class and come on my vacation with me. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. No, I can definitely see that. It's definitely true. There's so many uses for them having that airplane and that airplane is just a tool to get them to the place that they need to go, spend a couple hours and fly right back because an airplane essentially just saves them time. It saves the owner's Mm -hmm. time. And Mm -hmm. it's just a way for you. You you're essentially there for either some, like I remember we talked about earlier how you said that you, you could feel they told you that you're doing too much and that's happened before on some of our flights. I don't have a flight attendant. These are just stories that I've heard and we uh-huh. see it in the notes and it's like sometimes they offer too many drinks or too many of this and I'm sure that's got to be kind of a tough balance to do because everyone uses a plane for different reasons and what yes. they use it for today might be different than what they want to use it for tomorrow or if they have family okay. and it's hard to know the dynamic of what the, the passengers actually want and what they need. So you got you to gotta be really good at reading like body language and seeing like, uh, do they want me to come over? And then when you come over, they yell you yes. to go away. You're like, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll go back. Yes. <laughs> to that point, this job is not for everyone. Yeah. It takes a myriad of skills. And one of those things are really just things that you're born with sometimes in that sometimes it's being intuitive. Sometimes it's having a strong sense of street skills. Sometimes it's being um, self-aware of your actions and being present in the moment to like consider other people's actions and read those nonverbal cues and, and really listen to what they have to say. And also this, there's this huge, huge aspect that I feel is paramount in our industry, or at least as, as a flight attendant to never take anything personally ever. (laughs) And so in order to get that job done and to make that client happy, you do have to be receptive to all their little cues and what you're doing and how it can affect them and, and all of that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, those people can have bad days too, you know, just cause they may not be in the best mood that day doesn't mean they're a bad person. Like they could have just had a huge business deal go wrong and you're kind yeah. of there and you were essentially their Uber driver or Uber flight yeah. attendants, you know, it's totally. like, <laughs> and think about <laughs> uh, us, how we act in Ubers and stuff. It's like, can oh, you imagine yeah. if they judged us? Don't well, they kind of do. By rating, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, it's that's true, and that's funny. What would um? Why corporate? Why not go the uh, the the mainline aviation, commercial aviation side? Honestly, um, I went through a phase when I was like nineteen, twenty, when I really didn't know what I wanted to do, and I was really envious of kids that like went into their father or their family business. And I was like, man, well, what does my family do? (laughs) And (laughs) well, my mom's a nurse and I think blood and guts are gross. So 
Um, my dad's a pilot, so maybe I'll try that. And I applied to Virgin America because I felt like they were the most exciting yeah. and they had personality and I am a very outgoing person, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> um, but they, I never got a response and so I just dropped it. And so now as an adult, because that was when I was 19, 20 and now I'm 30, um, this job I really just fell into. I recognize that I have a talent for like I was saying, picking up on those nonverbal cues and understanding what people need. I'm really empathetic or empathic or whatever you want to call it. Like I'm good with people. And so I fell into the yachting industry while I was doing that. I I perfected or, or I worked on my luxury travel hospitality skills Mm -hmm. and to go into corporate aviation was kind of just the next logical step. So that's kind of like, the, the path that someone would go to do what you wanted to do, essentially. Did you have any other friends that did the same thing you did? Did they leave the, the private yacht scene to go to the private jet scene? No, I had never even heard of it. I never knew it existed. So you're um, a trailblazer, then you're starting, you're starting a new path. I am such a trailblazer. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> yes, I am. That's cool. Have you, have you regretted it at all? Do you miss the, the yacht life? There were days that I I missed the simplicity of it because it is a difficult job in that it's tedious. It's Mm -hmm. a lot of work, but it doesn't take a lot of, it doesn't take as much brain power as being a corporate flight attendant does. Corporate flight attendant, you have to be on top of everything all the time and constantly be creating and thinking of new ways to do things and impress people and problem solve. But as a stewardess, it's just kind of on a yacht. It's like, how busy can you be and how clean can you make those rails look? (laughs) (laughs) And then when you're a flight attendant, you got to worry about the the pilots too. So not only the passengers, but then you got to deal with the the two up front, which will probably be harder to deal with than the passengers sometimes. I love pilots. And that's (laughs) that's really where I learned not to take anything personally. Oh, no way. (laughs) Do you have any stories about that? (laughs) Oh, I have all the stories, all the stories. Do you have any stories that you can tell? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Um, Mostly it's just it's just a similar gripe that a lot of us go through in that when the when the flight is over, Okay, when we land, the pilot, I think, has this mentality of like, all right, I did my job. We're done. Let's get out of here. Let's decompress. Let's go to the bar. Let's do this. And the flight attendant is not done. (laughs) Our job has not finished yet. Like it's only halfway done. And I wish that more pilots understood that because we we get on the ground and now it's also our duty to make sure that the plane is buttoned up and show ready which means if there's a pop-up that that plane is 100% ready and sparkling for a new client to come on and be wowed so that the charter company can continue to do business. And that's what's riding on our backs is to keep that image going and keep that momentum going. And so when we land... We do need to wipe everything down. We do need to vacuum the crevices. We do need to make sure that it smells nice. And we do need to check every single drawer because I might have accidentally put a lime in with the cutlery. And if I leave it there and you don't get a trip for a month, then that's bad. Yeah, that's going to smell. <laughs> Not going to look good. <laughs> yeah. So so the, the gripe that I'm talking about is just dealing with like trying to help, trying to make the pilot understand that I do need a little more 
more time to clean. And I've had a couple instances where they've turned the power off on me. They've, you know, shut all the windows and like stood at the bottom of the stairs, like tap, literally tapping their feet. (laughs) And like, you know, this could go faster if you come help me. Oh, well, that's a, that's a funny idea. Yeah. (laughs) Um, because then because then there's for me there's the pressure of like my captain I feel like is my superior I want him to be my leader Mm -hmm. I want to follow his direction and I want to make him happy and if he's and if it would make him happy for us to bounce and go to happy hour well then I'm in a conflict with like well this is my job yeah so can we compromise? <laughs> yeah, it's like nine times out of 10 that might work, but that one time it doesn't work and then a new flight attendant comes and you put all this work on her to get the plane ready in a short amount of time. That's not okay. Yeah, then you're just perpetuating bad vibes because then she's resentful toward you. You make yourself look like a crappy flight attendant uh, or lazy or you know not really on top of it and then rumors and you know, it's just, it's just do your job. Yeah, and then she just might be like, screw it. If they left it like this for me, I'm going to leave it like this for the next one. And then it's just a constant kind of turnover that always happens. It's a snowball effect. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you a flight attendant on the same plane or are you a flight attendant on all kind of different airplanes? That would be so nice if I was on just one plane. Yeah. Uh, no, I work as an independent contractor. So there's about, I don't know, 10 different operations that I work with yeah. regularly. Um, so I'm always on a different plane. I'm always with different crew. When I first started out, I was with just that one company Mm -hmm. and they kept me pretty busy, but then they got big and then I needed to branch out as well. Yeah. What, uh, what's your favorite plane to be a flight attendant on? Gulfstream. Okay. Really? (laughs) I'm wearing the Gulfstream hat right now. That's Mm. funny. (laughs) (laughs) Or, um, what's your least favorite plane? If you have one. Mm, no. No? All right. <laughs> what's the uh, oh, favorite? That's yeah, go good. ahead. I was gonna say, what's the typical amount of people that you're there to to serve at one time? Is it usually a max plane of like fourteen to fifteen or oh is it gosh. one or Let's two? Let's not even say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a really big believer in like you get what you put out there yeah. and you get what you focus on. And so somehow I've been really lucky and I keep focusing on a small amount of people that are really easy to, to get along with. <laughs> and so my charters are usually no more than six people yeah. and they are simple and I've had some really cool celebrities that I've been dying to meet my whole life. That's awesome. And yeah, you know, I've just like manifested this really cool reality. And sometimes there are some wild hairs that get in there and, <laughs> <laughs> and they just kind of remind me to be vigilant. Yeah. And that I'm not perfect and that I have a long way to go and that I can constantly be improving different areas of my work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not everybody's the same. No, not at all. <laughs> not everybody. That's very true. So the plane yeah. I fly, can we can seat up to eight people and it's a much smaller capacity or a much smaller airplane than what you fly. So. Uh, we usually only fly one to two people and all we get to clean up afterwards. We get to wipe it down and vacuum it up. It only takes about five to 10 minutes to get it because it's oh, so tiny and there's not that much cute. to do. Yeah. So oh, it's not bad, cute. but we still, <laughs> it's still one of those things we're like, all right, hotel, we're done flying. We finished, go to the hotel as soon as possible. It's like, well, we'll just clean it up later. But then like you said, that just looks bad when the plane gets to someone else and things constantly pop up in our industry, private industry. is just crazy. Yeah. It's not like well, the airlines where you get a schedule yeah. and things are set. It's like mm-hmm. literally you get your schedule and that means absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely totally. nothing. Yeah. And I, 
I get the feeling because I get it too. Like traveling or uh, flying wears on you mentally and physically. So when you get on the ground, it's like, it's like you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and you're, it feels like you're at the finish line and you're like, let me just leave now. Absolutely. (laughs) And you want to relax. And I totally get that. But in order to continue to like give this amazing service that we provide, we still got to push just a little while longer. Yeah. It's only to, take another 20 minutes, right? Then we're good. Yeah. Maybe 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least from my standpoint, yeah. yeah. All right. So you kind of started a, a little side hustle here called Aviation yeah. Wellness. You want to talk a little yeah. bit about that? Oh, I would love to. <laughs> Perfect. What was, uh, let's start with what what is it and why did you start it? Yeah. So aviation wellness, um, is essentially a community of people of aviators that are health and wellness conscious. Um, I feel that the aviation, the business aviation industry or the corporate industry is very well represented by organizations like the NBAA and all of its subsidiaries. And that, they look out for um, look out for the aviator in terms mm-hmm. of safety protocol and training and mentorship and networking and what's the newest thing that we can right. get for our plane and what's the newest technology and and where are we going and we're expanding and growing and how can we promote our industry and and raise more money and and be greater and and protect ourselves right and I think that it's all very well represented except for the aviator themselves. Right. Um, I feel that the health and wellness mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, even, I feel like all of that is much more important than we're giving it credit for. And I want to, I want to bring light to that and I want to get conversations moving and I want to provide essentially some kind of hub that we all can plug into and gain support and have these conversations and just really like lift each other up and be reminded of how important our internal health and wellness is to do our job better. Yeah. And how do you go about starting that? How do you go about changing that? Right. Well, it's a really big mountain to climb. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Yeah, Because I mean, think about like when you have long days, like, I mean, in the way that I think of aviation wellness, like things that I can improve is obviously what I eat the crew food mm-hmm. that they give me and what I can eat and how I can choose better or eat better or just having time to eat meals or even just working out at the end of the day. And it's mm-hmm. like some days are you're just so tired. The last thing you want to do is go work out and you, and you see McDonald's, not McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. you see a Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. nearby and you get the, the chicken sandwich with the milkshake or the fr- frosted lemonade. And you know, it's just like, <laughs> how do you, how do you even start tackling something that's that big? Exactly. Yeah. Well, baby steps, little things, um, little things. And like you're saying, we've gotten into this cycle and that is like fatigue, stimulants, work, fatigue, stimulants, work. And so we, and we get, we get into these really uncomfortable positions where like, I'm really tired. So I'm going to have a coffee really (laughs) tired. So I'm going to have a Coke or like I'm starving a flight attendant. You got any cookies left? All right, sweet. That makes me feel good immediately. But if we were just a little more mindful and like got a little more sleep when we can, we drank a little bit more water when we could, like I've been in many flights where I was just shocked at the way a pilot that I was flying with 
treated himself Yeah. in that he refused to have any water so that he wouldn't use the restroom <laughs> and he refused to have any food so he wouldn't use the restroom. And no matter how long the flight was, he essentially was starving his body until he got on the ground. And that honestly kind of, it, well, it worries me on a safety standpoint, because now your body is not operating at its top potential right? and your brain needs fuel to function and to function, you need your brain. Yeah. So just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit, uh, you know? some people more than others. <laughs> yeah. And so essentially something that I've noticed in my life is like knowledge is power. Right. And, but knowing something doesn't really mean that you understand it. And just because you know something or even you do understand it doesn't mean that you implement it mm -hmm. because in our lives we are constantly in a state of distraction. There are so many stimulants and so many distractions thrown at us all the time, constantly from our phones, from our friends, from billboards, from TV, from the internet, from social media, from all these different places. Everybody's trying to sell us something or everybody's trying to steer us a different way and it can be overwhelming. And so I think while we're distracted, we just need to be reined back in a little bit. Yeah. And in order to try and rein people into wellness, to be reminded that our health and wellness matters, what I did is I created a Facebook page. Um, a lot of us are on Facebook. And so I created the Aviation Wellness Community Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And so since we're all on there anyway, since we spend half of our lives on our <laughs> phone anyway, now I can be part of that distraction. There you go. Of <laughs> be part <laughs> of the problem to fix the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> In my mind, it's it's a healthy distraction, though, because I'm I'm trying to bring up topics that make the person think. Right. And remind them that these things are important. So like some of the subjects, the subject matter that I want aviation wellness to cover are, you know, our crew dynamics, our CRM, our communication, like how, how we're communicating. And so I'll bring up a topic like that on the page just to get people talking about it so that it's one of the things in their Rolodex, you know, mm -hmm. And another thing is like mental health and wellness. It's really not talked about enough because it's considered like a taboo topic, but depression, anxiety, stress, like those are all very real things that we're all dealing with constantly. And if those are left untreated or left untalked about, they just get worse. Yeah, especially for pilots, like not especially for pilots, but it's hard for aviation industry, anyone in the aviation industry, because I mean, I'm speaking on pilots because I am a pilot, but like if someone, if a pilot comes out and says he's depressed, like it's like, that's almost the end of his career. You know, like people are never going to forget that. And it comes back to the whole German wings. And there's been some other aviation accidents that have been pilot induced pretty much suicide, but they decided to take out everyone else on the plane with them. And as soon as you say, oh, man, I'm just depressed or like you're going through some stuff like that starts <laughs> kicking some odd red flags out to an airline or to your boss or to, to mm -hmm. someone you're with, you know? So it's really hard. It's mentally hard for, for someone to, to have the strength to say something like that. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Cause that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be so scary if there wasn't that stigma and there wasn't some kind of consequence. And so what I'm trying to do is create an aviation wellness 
movement and make our wellness that much more important and get the the big dogs to understand and to like perk up and to realize that this can be a growing problem. And it really is a growing problem in our society. People are isolating more and more every day on our phones or in substances, you know, like when, when depression and anxiety and stuff like that gets out of control if somebody is not equipped to understand how to deal with it, they they immediately turn to things like alcohol and drugs and quick, drugs, quick fixes, right? Like something that can quickly take their mind off it and solve that for like, a, I don't know, like a very temporary amount of time, but it doesn't overall solve the main the main problem. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's going on in our country. There's the whole opioid crisis and whatnot. And there's the gray line of like, is weed legal? And (laughs) is CBD marijuana? (laughs) It's like, is weed legal, but you can't like a pilot can't take like, so what's the point of passing it in the state if it's not for national, if the the whole nation can't do it. And then if your job, every job pretty much requires you to be clean of weed. So what's the point of passing it? If you Mm -hmm. can't even, you're going to get drug tested and fail and then lose your job. It's like, cool. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So now, so now we're just like self-medicating for fear of really just sharing the truth. And that is speaking our mind and saying, I'm not okay. And I have an issue that I need help with and it's okay to not be okay. None of us are okay all the time. None of us are perfect and none of us are ever going to be perfect. So if we could just understand that and give ourselves and everybody else a little bit of grace to like understand that we're all a moving entity and we're constantly changing and we're constantly evolving and you're not going to be penalized for not being perfect. Cause guess right. what? Perfect is unattainable. Yeah. No one's um, perfect. That Instagram celebrity that you follow is not perfect either. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. The, I love, I saw a meme the other day that said, um, sometimes the grass is greener on the other side because it's fake. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I loved it. I was yeah. like, no truer words have yeah. ever been spoken. <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> That's so yeah. funny. So there's so there's the mental health and wellness that I'm talking about. There's also the aspect of our fitness, mm-hmm. which includes our exercise and our nutrition. And are we trying to get out and do anything um, on the road or are we going straight to our rooms and sleeping until it's time to go? After we've been Um, sitting for 12 hours in a day, we just go right back in the room to go sit for another 12. (laughs) Exactly. And then we wonder why we're in pain because our bodies are not meant to be sedentary. And so when we keep it sedentary, it's in pain. And then guess what? Now you're trying to treat pain too. So what treats pain? Mm, Drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rather than trying to get into like a stretch or an exercise routine or, you know, stuff like that. So that's another thing that I try to put on the aviation wellness page is like easy stretches that you can do in the cockpit or like quick workouts you can do in your hotel room or, you know, even there's little things that you can do in your seat. There's yeah. um there's this these two dudes, they're hilarious and they're so good. They started a page called Move You. Yeah. Like move and then just <laughs> the letter U. And they show the um they show the anatomy of the muscles, the whole skeletal structure and how everything's connected, why everything's connected, and like the little things that you can do in your seat to improve your posture and it's genius. And so I try to promote those guys too, because again, like I just want to help get this into your, um, your wheelhouse, you know, into the, all the things that you're looking at all day. 
I'm trying to throw in some good stuff too. Uh, it's so funny you just brought up posture because my wife yells at me all the time because my posture is terrible. I'm always leaning forward, scrunched <laughs> forward. I always Aww. got, it's called tech neck. I don't know if you know like the turn, like I don't know. My, I heard it's called yes. tech neck, but like your neck's always down looking at your phone and it's just, she's always like stand up straight. And it's like, even I stand up straight, it's like your neck's not straight. It's like, I know <laughs> it's, it's too far gone. <laughs> a man with good posture is so attractive. That's hilarious. Here you go, boys. Mm-hmm. Listen up. <laughs> it is. Oh my goodness. It makes all the difference in the world. It shows confidence. Yeah. It shows poise. It's just, it makes you look like a boss. That's hilarious. Yeah. Women love that. <laughs> my wife would love you saying that. So you guys oh, are, yeah. I love her. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. No, but posture is tough. Posture is hard. And I think it's an, a really easy one to, cause it takes work and you actually have to think about it. And it actually is, mm-hmm. it's very uncomfortable because the position that you're supposed to be in has, you have so far outdone it or ruined it that that is now uncomfortable where what should be uncomfortable is how you are sitting yes exactly which is kind of crazy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like with anything it's it's a new habit it's yeah. a new habit that needs to be formed and when you're used to doing something the same way for so long it's difficult to do it differently but it's not impossible no it's just little tiny corrections of course like if you're in a boat and you're steering across the ocean like if you can just take it and go straight forever, but a little tiny, little chick, just a little degree, like two <laughs> degrees to the right, <laughs> yeah. um, will take you to a completely different part of the world. Yeah. And it just takes time and patience. And you have to believe. I think what a, a lot of people don't understand is the first, the first step to change is just believing that you can. And, and once you believe that it's possible, then you get off in the right direction. But until you believe that you're capable of change, I feel that no matter what you do, it's not going to get you long-term proper results that you want. And so it's just believing in yourself, man. Yeah, but I would agree. <laughs> believing in yourself is definitely the first step. But then there's that part where you do it for a couple of days. You don't see any changes. It's still hard. Mm-hmm. And then you give up and you quit. It's like we have in our minds and in the world are such, I've said this a couple of times before about aviation, but like the world itself and what we live in and what we do is such like an instant gratification world that when we don't get the results that we want immediately, it's like, Oh cool. I'm gonna go on this diet. I want to lose 20 pounds. It's like, all right, Mm -hmm. cool. (laughs) I just have been eating healthy for three days. Why have I not lost a pound or this or that? It's like the instant gratification has messed with our minds so much that we, it takes a long time to get out of that kind of cycle, the cycle of just expecting things to happen so quickly and expecting things to happen right now or in short periods of yes. times where in reality, something that is really worth it or something that is is great really takes a long time. And I kind of compare it to aviation where it takes a while to get that great job that you want or it takes a while to become mm-hmm. an airline captain, but you have mm-hmm. to sit there and wait and the delayed gratification is worth it in the long run. Totally. And I think something that's feeding into that instant gratification deal is our phones and technology in general. Like we have this false sense of control that we can press some buttons and make something happen (laughs) immediately. And so since we're so active on these devices, we carry that into our lives and it's just, it becomes second nature and we're used to it. Like I'm a hundred thousand percent guilty of it. If I walk into a store and somebody doesn't immediately address me, (laughs) or if there's a line and I have to wait longer than 30 seconds, I walk (laughs) out because I'm extremely impatient. But, but it's part of our culture now and we are on our phones getting that tech neck thing. And so hence another reason why I decided to make my 
portal or my medium or, or my platform yeah. to be social media because we're all on it. And I, you know, we're all using it as a distraction anyway. Yeah. So why not try to promote something positive in this thing that we're all using? Absolutely. And I, I love that because it's true. It's kind of like, it, it's another, it's a part of the distraction, but it's to help us get out of the cycle, which I think is important because the only way to, to kind of capture the millennial or even the person that you're trying to do is to kind of like join them a little bit and kind of, you have to still have to like <laughs> open up that conversation. You have to create that conversation. You have to create mm-hmm. the brain kind mm-hmm. of going down through that chain of events that gets them to a healthier life cycle. And I think that's important yeah. is to reach them on something that you can relate with them and how you can relate to anyone now is on social media and that's what Uh we do exactly yeah what have i want to say or one question is what have you learned so far from doing all this what has been kind of like the main i don't know what 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 have you learned from this whole uh, facebook community what have i learned from the facebook community yeah, like what have you learned most about starting aviation wellness? Like, were you shocked to see how many people are in the same boat or are you like, mm-hmm. as one thing or the other, like about helping people's or changing people's lives? Well, I realized that I need to be active. Um, I realized that I need to take part in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to overload it. So I don't, I try not to make it like Christina show, mm-hmm. you know, cause I can be very self-absorbed, but this is, this is something I'm trying to give back. And so I want to just let it go and let whoever is part of it, like take it and run with it. But I realize that people also need a leader and they need a positive influence and they need something to like jump onto. Mm -hmm. And so I need to be active on it. I need to be coming up with ideas and like throwing out suggestions. Um, I also understand sensitivity a lot better these days. Like there are certain ways that you say something and it's okay or it's not okay. (laughs) And, um, having, having a moderator on there to where not every post is approved is essential because (laughs) <laughs> people because, suck because <laughs> people suck yeah. <laughs> people a lot of people just want to get on and promote their business or promote their MLM and and I I don't ever want anyone to feel like they're being taken advantage of in my presence right. I never want somebody to feel like I'm trying to sell something I never want somebody to feel pressured by me if anything I want them to feel embraced and loved and encouraged and lifted up and so I'm really just trying to I've been told <laughs> that I have that in my personality is that I do make people feel good and so I'm putting my, I'm trying to put myself out there more Mm -hmm. in that sense, even though I'm not always comfortable with it because I don't want it. Like I said, I don't want it to be the Christina show, Right. but I understand, I'm starting to understand that people do need that, that, that love and that, and that reaching out and that encouragement. And, and like we were saying too, like with social media and technology and stuff, I understand that it's all basically, it's not reality, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just this little world in our phone. Um, and so when I post videos of myself talking, I feel like it brings a little bit more person to person aspect on there. Um, I make it a little more real. And eventually I would love for aviation wellness to be a conference. Yeah, that'd be cool. I would love for it to have wellness events and I would love for aviators from around the world to get to go somewhere, get together and do all things health and wellness and celebrate health and wellness in aviation. 
Yeah, dude. Like, when did it, why is it so cool to just like get messed up on the road and ruin our bodies? Like, why can't, (laughs) but the cool, I'm really excited because I read, I've been reading a couple articles lately and there is a health and wellness movement, obviously, (laughs) but people are being more conscious. They're being more aware um, of their choices and how that affects their bodies and, and not just following the, the social norms anymore. Um, Except when they smoke jewels. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) I have, I heard one time that somebody called those douche flutes. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) We might have to strike that. Sorry. You're fine. That's really funny. (laughs) Things I didn't expect to hear on the podcast. Douche flutes. (laughs) No, you're fine. That's hilarious. It's totally fine. No, I, I, I completely agree with you though. I think that there is kind of a movement, but I, and I like how you said that you you don't like to put yourself in front of it, but I feel like people need to see someone that is attempting or trying or that is living the life that they want to live. It's like when you go do this workout plan, you want to see the results of what you could turn into by doing this workout plan. Like you need to see what could be at the end of the tunnel, if that makes sense. Like you need to see your goal and visualize it. And it's a lot easier to visualize it when other people are are living that lifestyle, living that way. And I think that's why people like these Instagram celebrities and Instagram influencers because like, well, shoot, I want to look like that. So I, let me go buy the slip kit or let me go buy her workout plan i'm, I'm not buying the lip kit but you know what I mean? but yeah it's just like or, or for guys i could look at that and be like all right that guy's jacked what's his what's his arm workout or what's this or uh, all that kind of stuff so i think there definitely needs to be someone that is there to represent that lifestyle yeah that's a good point and to that to that point as well it's like everybody wants to be a social media influencer these <laughs> days like everybody's got a professional page and they're doing the the videos and hey guys we're here with no 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 hey guys a lot of I'm you guys have asked me about yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that is honestly that is the last thing I want to do right. <laughs> I just want to facilitate lifting everybody else up so that they can feel empowered. And I really honestly just want to help people to feel good. I mean, I have, I have gone through a huge transition, a transformation in my life when in terms of mental health and physical health and I've experienced substance abuse and I've come from a family with substance abuse in it. And, and I've just, I've, I've witnessed and I've felt the transformation of like, caring about your health and wellness Mm -hmm. as opposed to not. And the other end of the spectrum is so much sweeter. It's so much richer. And I really just want to share, you know, when you find something you really love and you're Mm -hmm. passionate about it and you just want to, you just want to share it with those people. Like, dude, have you tried avocados? They're so (laughs) good. Like you got to put them on your salad. You got to put them on everything. Like that's how I feel. I'm Uh. like, I, I really love my life. I love when I feel good and I want to help other people feel good. And I happen to be an aviator yeah. and I happen to love aviation. So right now that's my medium, you know, that's, so that's cool. my, that's my community. And these are the people that are literally my family. My dad is a pilot and I've watched the struggles that he's gone through on the road and at home. Like another aspect, another topic of conversation is healthy relationship habits you know, like whatever's going on at home doesn't always just stay at home as right. much as we would like for it to. Like if something's going on in the home, sometimes it does get brought into the cockpit. And so yeah. how do we how do we address that? How do we deal with that? Like how do we know, let the aviator know like 
it's okay that this stuff is going on and, and maybe there's something you can do about it. And, you know, let's talk about it and realize that you're not alone. So like if, if one pilot says, you know, admits that he's going through this thing and then another pilot can relate to that. Now they have someone that's like, Oh my gosh, it's such a relief to talk to you. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I feel like the cockpit is such a good place for, for pilots to complain and try to <laughs> relate to, but I don't, I don't know if they, I feel like whenever someone's going through someone, something, the opposite person's always like, what the heck? This dude's so <laughs> weird. Like it's never, they can never get, they never get matched with the right person that's there to help them, you know, cause there's so many different personalities in aviation. Yeah, there really are. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. But it, I mean, it's definitely true, though. I think that it's, it's important for people to find ways to talk about it. Because like you said, yeah, you're going through a divorce or you're going through a crazy health issue with your family. It's like, I mean, as much as you want to say that you're leaving that at home and you, you probably do a relatively good job at leaving it at home, but it's impossible for you not to think about it while you're out on the road and while you're out doing oh, that yeah. job. And it does. Mm-hmm. that's not to say that that's not going to make you less safe or that's going to make you a worse pilot, worse flight attendant, worse whatever. But it mm-hmm. is a distraction and distractions can become problems. And yeah. you don't know how that when it's going to hit you or how it's going to hit you. And it could totally take over your mind and your brain. And it could, mm-hmm. the, the, the issue or just could lead to disastrous situations. So, but it is hard. And it leads up to what we talked mm-hmm. about in the beginning when that's why pilots don't talk about stuff because no one wants them to be any doubt in their skills or if flight attendants mm-hmm. or aviators or anyone in aviation, then even dispatchers, they don't want them people to think that they're not a hundred percent and they can't do their job at all times. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I guess, I guess that would be another thing that I'm hoping the aviation wellness community Facebook page or any kind of forum. I mean, I need to get a website or something <laughs> going or some kind of app, yeah. <laughs> but it can be another outlet for aviators to feel safe expressing what they're going through and getting some real help from other people who understand it. Yeah. Like, um, just, just having the conversation. Cause when you keep things bottled up inside, it's like a, it's like a tea kettle or like a balloon or, you know, like when the pressure builds, if you don't let some out every once in a while, it does come out and you don't know how that's going to play out. You don't know what action that's going to force an individual to do, like what's going to be their breaking point. When is that breaking point going to happen and, and what are they going to do about it? And so trying to, trying to talk about it and let, us aviators know that it's okay to like really embrace who we are and be honest and, and admit that we have flaws and work on them. Um, I think is, is, is a good step in trying to alleviate some of these problems. But if we don't talk about them, you know, then, then they get worse. They get infected. How's the community that you started? Has it, has it, um, been the community that you want to start? Are there, is there a lot of activity? Is there a lot of people talking? How's it going so far? Yeah. Thank you for asking. Yeah. It's been amazing. Um, I, w- it's right now it's eight, it's only 1800 members. Mm-hmm. I wish that it was 80,000. Um, <laughs> but maybe one day. Yeah. But there's someone else out there that wishes that their 80 was 8,000 or 1800, you know? Oh, that's a good point. Oh, uh, see, compare c- what is it? Comparison is the thief of happiness. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there are some people who are who have been active and who have been adding their fellow aviators to the page and helping to spread the message. And mm-hmm. I think that that's one of the most valuable things is just pressing that invite button, like getting more people involved because we all matter. We all have something to contribute. We all have something to say. We all are like what we have to say is, is related. 
Like it's all relevant. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> it's all relevant and it's all valuable. Any any experience that we have to share is all valuable to somebody else, to someone else out there. Uh. And there are a lot of people. Um, in fact, and I know that I'm not the only person that cares about wellness in aviation. I know that. And, and there are, in fact, I found a page recently called the Veggie Pilot. <laughs> and he's adorable. <laughs> he's like a vegan or vegetarian pilot that shares um, some ingredients that he uses or like meal prep ideas uh, and how to be healthy on the road. Because it is sometimes it is as simple as that. It just takes a couple extra minutes of planning before you leave your house in order to have better nutrition in the cockpit. Yeah. Like my boyfriend does it. He makes um, breakfast wraps for himself at home and puts them in foil and brings them on the road. And so he'll either have the flight attendant heated up or he'll do it in his hotel room or whatever. And it's easy and it only takes as much time as it takes for you to make breakfast. Yeah. But then people and, throw in, well, then I got to bring a cooler with me. Then I got to bring this and my captain's going to laugh at me. Then, the, you know, there's all you can always make an excuse for some way to make your to make an improvement in your life. Yes, that's a great point. We will always find an excuse not to do something. There will never be a shortage of excuses <laughs> in the world for any positive thing. Yeah. It's just a matter of choosing better for yourself and really having the respect for your body and for your health and for your future to stand up for yourself and make those and make those decisions and say, I don't give a shit about it. What anybody else has to say, this is my body, this is my life, and I'm going to treat it right. as important as it really is. And and that I think is very much in line with safety in aviation because our most valuable asset is the pilot, is the is the person, yeah. is you know our own selves, and so. If this key tool or this key machine isn't operating at its optimum level, then everything else is going to crumble too. Right. No, and it's so definitely true. Just as much as, you know, you, you change the oil in your car, you get your brake pads replaced, like you need that car to function. You need to be making sure that your parts are working right, you know, mm -hmm. and your, and that includes your, your brain, your heart, your lungs, your, your gut health. And really your emotional health as well is, is incredibly important. You kind of mentioned a little bit about what your, uh, what your goals were for aviation wellness and how you want to have a conference of some sort, but kind of like perfect scenario, perfect world in like five years or in 10 years, where do you want to see aviation wellness and the impact it has on the community? Oh, thank you for asking that. I've made a whole binder about it. Oh my gosh. Well, we have about uh, five no. more minutes. So. <laughs> Don't worry. No, no. Well, initially I can see, I can see my banner. I can see my booth at the NBAA conferences. I can see me getting the word out and then eventually getting a little bit bigger and doing like, like a pull-up contest or like a uh, meal prep demonstration or having a, um, uh, workout a workout room where we're do, we're doing stretches together that you can do in a confined space and then eventually having it be like the aviation wellness conference and having like thousands of people there and then now you're learning about different supplements that you can bring on the road and different that are kind legal of with FA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not cbd yeah. <laughs> sorry yeah. um but having i talked about it with a friend that is 
involved in the NBAA about having a wellness event and doing something like in a hangar and maybe doing like a 5K or some kind of relay race where we start the day active, you know, and getting our blood flowing, which gets our brain function going. And then it makes us more open to conversation and learning things and sharing ideas and just everything health and wellness related. And it's not just fitness and nutrition, you know, like I said, it's, it's the mental health as well. And so it's talking and it's really just being honest and vulnerable and being, having that strength and confidence to own who you are. And it is very manly to own your own, your life Mm -hmm. and own your emotions. Like I'm really hoping that that old, that old mentality is dying off that a man has to be quiet in order to be strong or a man has to be made of steel to be a man. It's, it's so not, you can't cry. (laughs) (laughs) That like to a woman, at least, I mean, we, we want to hear your thoughts and Uh, we want to be able to connect and communicate with you. And that human connection can't happen unless your doors are open. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I, I, I like what you're doing. And I think that it's it's important. I think that it's also important for people to know that no one's going to be able to make this change or to make your life healthier or in a way like emotionally better or however you want to look mm-hmm. at it until you want to. You know, it's like it doesn't matter how many things you look at, how many things you got to do, but you have to do it. You have to do it yourself. The Your company doesn't care about it. Like all they care about is turning profits and they want to get mm-hmm. you a minimum turns all the time. So you have to be the one to look out for yourself and try to care yeah. for yourself and the industry that we're in it is extremely difficult you can't really cook meals you can't really like you can't I mean you can but it's like you said you gotta have planning but if you're in a hotel like there's just so many constant moving parts and it drains you emotionally you're fatigued you don't want to work out we Mm -hmm. sit all the time there's so many things that you constantly have to be kind of on guard and thinking about Mm -hmm. that it it is that in itself is fatiguing and it just adds Mm. to the fatigue so it's Mm -hmm. it's something that's tough to tough to go at because our industry is just so different than everything else so i mean i love what you're doing and i think it's important to to build a community about it and even have people help cheer you on so you go on the app you go or not maybe in the future but you go on facebook and you can read someone like if you don't feel like posting you could read something else like man this is kind of similar what i'm feeling like like i never want to work out afterwards what kind of tips they did it's like oh this guy just says just to go do it okay i'm just gonna go do it start for five minutes start for 10 minutes start for 20 minutes and then just keep building and like i said it's it's easier said than done it's not (laughs) it's like we said earlier it's not something that's going to happen overnight it's uh Mm -hmm. it's going to take hard work and it's going to take a while to get you out of the cycle that you're in and i'm not Mm -hmm. trying to preach anything it's like this happened to me i was gone for six days and every single day i get back i got back i was like i'm gonna go for a workout i'm gonna go run i'm gonna go walk i'm gonna go lift weights and i think i successfully did it twice in six days so it's a (laughs) constant battle yeah and it's like all right i'm just gonna order that pizza when i'm in new york instead of go work out Well, to your point, I want to tell you, um, accountability is huge. And in on the Aviation Wellness Facebook page, um, there's one girl in particular that keeps bringing up challenges, like 30-day challenges. And so together we create a message group. And there's like, there's like six to eight people maybe. And each day somebody's checking in and being like, I did day 25. I did day seven. Like (laughs) accountability is huge. For instance, I'll, I'll be completely transparent with you today, knowing that I was going to talk to you Mm -hmm. before I left the house, I had only had um, a cup of coffee (laughs) and I was like, am I, does my life reflect what I'm preaching? (laughs) Like, if I leave the house today and I just had coffee, is that 
You're just a poser. Wellness. Yeah, you're yeah. just a poser. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so knowing that I was going to talk to you later, I made myself a protein shake. I had a banana. I made sure that I had That's like awesome. a tumbler full of water. And just knowing that I had somebody to kind of be accountable to, not that you were going to ask me because you didn't, duh, <laughs> but, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> but no, <laughs> but just having that in my head made me act differently. And so that is kind of the essential idea that I'm having with the Facebook page and the Facebook group is like having a group of your peers who have a similar goal to help you to help each other be accountable with making healthier choices in an industry where yes, it is hard, but it is not impossible. Yeah. Just harder than most, (laughs) (laughs) but possible. It is difficult, but anything worth doing is 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 a little difficult, right? For sure. Well, perfect. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And the last thing that you have is I do a little rapid fire section where I just ask you some random questions about aviation and you have to answer them. No. Okay. <laughs> you have to say the first thing that comes to your mind. I don't really have anything to plan. So it could be like three questions or it could be a hundred. We'll find out. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Okay. All right. What is, I kind of, I'll do a simple one since I asked you this before. What's your favorite airplane you've ever been on? Well, it's a G4. My boyfriend flies them and I'm very familiar with them and I'm comfortable in them as long as the galley is forward. Yeah, that's true. What, um, would you rather fly or would you rather be working on a long flight or a short flight? Short, hundred percent, but not to Vegas, short to like Aspen, (laughs) like two, three hours. (laughs) Would you rather have a day full of one long flight or five short flights though? Mm, One long flight. Yeah, definitely. So I could get to know the passengers rather than constantly having to change who I am. Yeah. What, um, let's see. What's one thing you always have to have with you when you're working? Uh, water. Water. Mm. <laughs> what? Said, Good one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, what's your favorite airport you've ever been at? Mm, well, the first one that comes to mind is San Jose Signature. Okay. Um, just because they're really sweet, but also the very first one that I went to up in Chico. Chico. It was so cute. <laughs> they had their their uh, couches and they had their little VCR. So. <laughs> My pilots and I, this is just four years ago, watched Face Off via VHS tape. That's hilarious. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I watched a VHS tape. <laughs> any, any, okay, any FBO that has a cat or a dog. <laughs> All right, that works too. Do you have a least favorite? An airport you don't like as much, I should say? What does that be your least favorite? Yeah, dude, the ones that don't have a refrigeration. Yeah. They have no refrigerator. They have no crew <laughs> fridge. They're like, what, what is fridge? <laughs> what? Like, is fr- what? <laughs> and they, or they put it in the freezer. Yeah. What is, uh, what would you rather fly with a younger pilot or a older pilot? One of each. One of each. I always fly with two. And the older one, I feel like I have something to offer sometimes. Yeah. Like I can, I can, I always try to find something that we can relate on and then like provide my fresh take on. Cause I just love a challenge. I like <laughs> to teach old dogs, new tricks. There you go. <laughs> What's your beef for the younger guys? Then? <laughs> oh, right. Well, I like the younger ones too, just so I can have someone that can I don't relate to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm not the only hashtag millennial oh, in yeah. the aircraft. Yeah. Hashtag millennial. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's funny. All right, let's see. What else do I have? All right, you are changing planes. You just got a pop-up trip, but you're in LA. You have a connection, connecting flight in like Oklahoma City, and you have to get food. What's your go-to food to get? It doesn't have to be healthy. It can be any food Panera. that you just love to get. Panera? Yeah. I Panera. haven't seen Panera in very many airports, though. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've noticed that if, if like in the South, at least, mm-hmm. they're all fried food. They're all Bojangles. They're all Waffle hey, House. Don't hit on Bojangles. Bojangles <laughs> is the best. <laughs> I'm just saying they're uh, there. <laughs> I got I got family in the South, too. Uh, that's why I know. That's but, funny. Uh, but there's usually a Panera around. And so it's not always the best quality, but at least has some kind of options. Yeah. Um, but for go-to meals in flight, a PBJ is like, and it's so simple. And I think a lot of flight attendants are afraid to even offer that because it's so basic and it's so, uh, elementary, but I mean, every one of us is essentially a big kid and yeah. who doesn't like a PBJ? Like it's comfort food. I order PBJ all the time, all the oh, time, Thank you. Yeah, all the time, mainly because on long flights, it's really easy to make and eat, but I also love peanut butter and jellies. My wife always tells a story because one of the first times we met and I met her sister for the first time, I made a peanut butter and jelly. And when I, when I put it down on the table, they said the whole earth shook because it was so big. <laughs> so yeah, I love peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> add, uh, add banana slices and cinnamon to that PBJ. It'll change your life. I've done banana, but never done cinnamon slices. Yeah. 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 All right. Next time. Well, cool. Those are all <laughs> the ones I have for you right now. So you cool. survived. Yeah. It wasn't too hard. No. <laughs> well, Christina, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and I love what you're doing. I love the whole aviation wellness community and the thought of it. And I joined too. I haven't really been active on it, but I've joined and read some of the stuff, but I'll try to be more active and I'll try to, to speak some and uh, try to just talk about what things are going like on the road. So I'd be, think it's a great tool for pilots, for flight attendants, for anyone in aviation, because we're all in this crazy industry together and someone has to have our back and why not a bunch of random people on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Very well said. Uh, and everything that you have to say is valuable. It is relevant and it is much appreciated. So thank you for being a part of it too. Sure. But uh, I hope you have a great day and thanks for coming on and uh, I'll keep you updated when it's going to come out. Yeah, please do. I appreciate it. Thank you. And that is a wrap of episode number 70 of the pilot to pilot podcast. Like I said earlier, please everyone visit international society of women airline pilots and consider donating and giving any money, time, whatever you can to Francesca Norris and that cause. It would be amazing to honor her in that way and have those flight scholarships. So aviation, please check that out. That is iswap.org. And if you did enjoy the podcast, like I said earlier, please leave us a review on iTunes. Check us out on Patreon. I got that live streaming tier now. You can also email me at pilotthepilothq at gmail.com and check us out on all social media. We are most active on Instagram, but you can find us everywhere on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, whatever you want. We will be there. Amy Nation, I hope you have a great day. And as always, happy flying.